Bro, I don't know what your deal is. I love camp. Uh, snap. Back for another episode of the Infantry Booster Podcast. Your host Zach Working and Chad Higgins talking about camp. Chad, I love camp, man. Why do you not love camp? What's the deal, Zach? Dude, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> some of the cabins are air conditioned. Some, some, some there, are. There are way more emotions That's than true. I'm used to. That's true. <laughs> They're running hot. The temp, the temps and emotions are running <laughs> hot at camp. We we live we live a pretty little uh, peaceful lifestyle around here. The Dude, the Higgins have. Homestead is a place. It, it is a sanctuary. I mean, I come over here and it's quiet and it's like clean. It's just like this is this is a place to be. And I, I could see where camp would mess. Wow. <laughs> Living with a lot of people, everybody's got their little corner here at your house, right? Like your chair is over there. Martha's corner is over there. Malia has her room. I could see where camp in a crowded dorm would not be uh, your, um, you know. Your move. Yeah, we added a dog and I almost lost my mind. <laughs> you got a nice house. The dog's got its own backyard and Chad still feels crowded. Boxed in. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We are talking about camp though. And for you, the youth pastor listening to this, you are thinking about camp for your students. We know. But we want to talk to you about thinking about camp. Hold on. For you. What if, what if there's someone listening right now that was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> just, what, we, that's coming up. That's <laughs> Just caught him off guard. Hey, it's good. You know, you got time. You're not at camp yet. Unless you're listening to this on the way to camp, then you're probably in trouble. But maybe there's still some helpful points that we can give you. What should I talk about? <laughs> We're going down there. I hope they've got beds. Dude, you know there's some cats that are just hoping. swinging by. Just them. hoping, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we want to start episode off talking about our favorite and least favorite parts of camp to give you some insights later about staying spiritually healthy before, during, and after camp. Because I... I know that the busyness of what camp is can leave us postured or positioned to not be as spiritually helpful or pastoral as we ought to be. So favorite. Okay. This part of the conversation, a hundred percent superficial. Okay. Okay. You you, naming it off. We get it. Like, yes, the best part of camp life change, those kind of things without a doubt. hundred percent. Oh, that's given. Okay. Wow. Took my answer, but fine. <laughs> right, but you can't give that answer. Like, why not? No, because it's like, a great like, answer. Yeah, like, who's your favorite character in the Bible? <laughs> Jesus, uh, um, Moses. Okay. <laughs> um, he stutters with superpowers. He stutters. Oh, okay. So superficial. Got to be superficial. Okay. Favorite part of camp. <sighs> favorite. Favorite. Okay, there. Camps I did there a lot of times it was like the late night leader hangout. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I've got a very vivid image that comes to mind, but but go on. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there were so many years at camp, and I always tried to make them feel like they weren't planned. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. like But it I, happened every Wednesday at camp. Well, like I would buy <laughs> I would literally buy uh, like extra cookies specifically mm. for okay. it. Oh, wow. Who These Otis Spunk oh, came out of well, nowhere. We just happened to yeah. have all of these extra Oreos. Extra ice cream. My goodness. Right. Yeah. Where did this come from? <laughs> but because I wanted it to feel like end of the night, like yeah. kids are finally in bed. Like, yeah. you know, maybe a we're late night sweet treat yeah, for the like sponsors. We're prep, prepping for the morning stuff. Yeah. Right. But then it, it happens that we're just like, 
in the kitchen eating Oreos yeah. before we go to bed. Because those were just really... I know that this is... Remember, superficial chat. <laughs> that was where, like, so many just rich conversations happened with my leaders. Yeah. That, like, leaders... That is the place where good leaders become great leaders. Yeah, it's it's like in the same way that like students get a big dose of ministry over a four or five day period, your leaders go from level two to level 71. Big time. Yeah. Because they, they can become family, Yeah, right? Yeah. Like they can become people that- It becomes like, a guild of leadership and yeah. not just random volunteers that right. were assigned to grade levels. Yeah, yeah. When your leaders want to be there more than your students- Yeah. Your students will want to be there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so I would echo that. Yeah. So I, I would echo it. But on the flip side, uh, we had it set up at camp just through some internships and other like leader folk uh, that we would do it during uh, the the end of breakfast and the first morning session. Uh, so leaders during students' quiet time into the morning session where they were like in a different building would be our extended kind of group time. Yeah. And so having a leader small group uh, with like the ones that are there where it's like everybody has their coffee and they're like, how did a group go last night? And it just, right. it is that like, I mean, it's level up on the job training because they're doing so much ministry and they're coming back with fresh reports every day. It's like getting six months of training in in like three or four days. One it's of, amazing. One of the hacks that I saw a youth pastor do one time uh, that I started doing years after is he would always create a leader uh, green room. Oh, like a little leader's lounge? I do like that. Create a leader's lounge. He would know where he would know all the favorite snacks of all his yeah. leaders. It's important information to gather before camp. Dude, and he would it, it was so fun because like that room had like snacks, but then it had like goofy stuff that like maybe it's not goofy, but like nice hand lotion. Yeah. And like <laughs> a little a little petty foot bath yeah, thing, yeah, a little yeah, home like, medic spa bath. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are these Epsom salts? Right. It's great? like we, we can't give you everything. Yeah. We can't afford a spa, but we can plug this water in and have it vibrate. Yeah. yeah. You've got one liter that hasn't left the room. Oh my god. <laughs> just just the lady with essential oils is just masking all the smell. It's, it's like the safe haven of clean yeah. smell. Yeah. That's good. Uh, but that was that was always a really cool deal. Um all right, so least favorite part of camp. I mean, the least favorite part, sometimes the drama stuff, okay. like some of the things where you're like, like, I think if you're 23 or 24, you're like, I'm going to do therapy Yeah. every, not like I need to go to therapy that comes at 33, but at 23, you're like, I'm going to help these kids solve their problems. Oh but God. now at like this age, I'm like, that kid needs a nap and a bottle of water. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's like the thing they're feeling it's their feeling is true. But some of the source code for right. why they're feeling it is that they yeah. haven't had caffeine. Like, like it's om- at least it's almost like it's anecdotal, but I think I almost have the science backing on this. The camp that we would go to would start on Monday and on Saturday morning, uh, and we would not provide free soda in the cabin. That was right. one of my, like, it just wasn't worth it. There was no way to handle it. There was soda they could purchase the concession stand, like the snack shack, whatever, but we would provide free soda. And there was no energy drinks on campus. And so for a highly caffeinated generation to go three days clean – Dude, Wednesday at camp. You're running detox? <laughs> it was just like, like, like literally like all the emotions hit different. Like by Friday, they were almost like coming out of it and they were like feeling fresh. But that Wednesday when they woke up on that third day of not having their usual caffeine intake, dude, like the littlest thing became the largest thing oh, and one tier became many. We and so, yeah, it was Middle just, school kids <laughs> jonesing for drugs. Just weepy over monster, man. Just weepy. Uh, and so- 
that was one I was like, because you knew it was coming, but you also were like, I think this is healthy. I don't know. Um, but yeah, some of those Wednesday afternoon, not the like cry night thing, which you can either address now, later or not, right. uh, but like this legitimately like the physiological, like I used to have a lot of caffeine and now I don't. And so he got to play Switch before I did in the afternoon and my whole world is ruined. And just some of those like, hey man, I think you actually just need to go lay down. And take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is the liquid bucket. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> do you know? That's it. You, if you don't know, God bless you. And if you do know, Dude, then you've been assigned to empty it. Yeah. <laughs> the liquid bucket. At, what color would you describe uh, that? <laughs> What's the, what shade of orange brown is that? If Chad? you don't know what we're talking about. If that's about, a Crayola color, what Crayola color is it? At. If you. <laughs> Dude, it's that, the liquid waste. That's the color of the crayon. Just liquid waste. Yeah, the old at, LW at, at meals, right by the trash yeah. can. To be efficient, it's it's on purpose. There's a reason right, for it. You don't want a gallon of milk. <laughs> Your 55 gallon drill. That's in that, the bottom that's of the, the worst. trash yeah. can. So you have a Just little with liquid seepage. bucket. Yeah, where everybody pours their like leftovers of their drink, milk, juice, the tea, rest of coffee, their cereal, yeah. like milk. All into one combin like combination bucket. Yeah. Oh, dude. I I first of all, I have a very weak stomach to begin with. Yeah. Walking by that, I can't Zach, I cannot look at it. So when you ask me what color, I have no idea. <laughs> Close I, your eyes and pour. I, bro, I, oh I don't I do I will not pour. I will <laughs> not pour. Now you get your liquids into the bucket, my guy. Yeah. Bro, I could be more full than I've ever been in my entire <laughs> life if I if I have a full glass of milk there. I will drink it all for the simple fact of not having to pour it in there. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right just now. Just standing six feet away, no, like nose up, standing. chugging milk. Just Bro, chugging I avoid it. that thing. You would think that there's a rattlesnake in the room because I'm not <laughs> walking anywhere close to that, that liquid bucket. I'm out, dude. That thing's disgusting. Yikes. Uh, love to hear yours. Leave your favorite and worst in the comments below. Send us a DM. It's always fun to know. Okay, Chad, it's bridge preparation at camp. Uh, we've had our fun with the liquids, and we've had our sentimental moments with small group leader training. What are the ways pre-camp that you would encourage a youth pastor who's buzzing, excited, hustling, recruiting, to stay spiritually healthy enough to continue to be pastor before camp even gets here? Yeah. Um, I think there's a spiritual element to this. But I think pre-camp, you must invest in your family. Mm. Uh, not that like you can store it all up, anything like that, but creating space and time when you're the most busy to, to carve out time for your spouse and for your kids shows your spouse and your children priority in your life. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have that space, then you, then I'm going to encourage you to make that space next year. Yeah. And to start a little bit earlier, yeah. uh, make that part of the preparation yep. process. The 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 day or two away or off that's family only reserved. The, the 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 compensation, right? Like the recoup, the pendulum swing. So especially on the front end, so good. Yep, I think I think you have to. I think I think there's a part of that at a like a mind and heart level that if you're just like, well, they'll see me when I get back. Like, I'll, I'll do something later. I'll do something I'll later. I'll do something later. Like, yes, and you should, 
But I think there's something to that, like of you planning space in the front end to do things, to to connect, to re-engage knowing. Because I know a lot of youth pastors out here that you may have multiple things during the summer. Yeah. You may have like multiple weeks of camp. You may have vacation Bible school week. You may have a mission trip that you're going to go on. You may All have these... more church weeks than not. Yeah, man. And so if you're not creating space for those things, like they're not going to happen. And I think being able to like vocalize specifically to your children that, hey, dad is busy. Yeah. But dad is taking time yeah. to spend with you is really, really important. Well, and I think on the professional side of the personal correctness of that planning is that it shows that you've got the things together you need to have together. Because one of the things that I would share in just a few moments is that you need to have your the best version of yourself that you can ready and have uh, ready to go for camp because that's one of your strongest resources. Yep. More than just all the stuff you could have planned and prepared, which you should. I mean, camp's a big moment and there's a lot of hours of ministry that happen at camp that sometimes even exceed or supersede the amount of ministry planned throughout a year. Um, but the one of the best resources that you can be at camp is a ready you. And so whatever it takes before camp to get that right or ready. I mean, some of the pre-camp things, and as silly as this sounds, is to get in a regimen of waking up on a little less sleep and staying a little more hydrated and staying uh prayed up, read up, ministered up because I mean they they need you. It is a, it is a known taxing thing that you're walking into and if you're not treating it like the major drain or exhaustion that it is, if you don't see it as the exertion or the challenge that it is, uh, you are doing yourself a disservice. And so I would say on the pre side of camp is to do the personal prep physically, mentally, spiritually that you need to do to be ready to even go. Yep. In the same way you'd want your students to be like when was the last time I prayed? And if it's the bus ride down to camp, it's like for some of your students, that's a miss because camp could have started a couple mm. weeks sooner because their hearts were ready to hear from what God had to say. I think that starts in your own heart and centeredness. Yeah. One of the, So one of the questions is like, am I ready? Right? Yeah. Um, Which, like, you know, put it on the checklist, <laughs> like your own heart needs right. to be also ready. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the the tips that I would give if you're like maybe new to the camping world or student ministry, or maybe even if you're an old hat, um, one of the ways that I would try to identify whether or not I was ready, like on a spiritual level, you, you know, hopefully you know the theme of your camp. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, 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 what are we doing while we're there? Yeah. Um, but do I have things to share that I don't plan on sharing on stage? Mm, that's good. Like, have I began to study for my own self in a way that I'm like, ooh, man, God, God taught me this in this scripture about the theme, right? I'm not planning on sharing that in any talk or any small group lesson. Because if all the stuff that you're prepared for is just for a talk and just for a small group lesson, yeah. then all the preparation you've done is for the student. But if you have things that you've had to cut that you still feel like, oh, man, that's good and rich, that means you're overprepared and that's for you. And what I've found is when I go into an event like that, 
more often than not, I have the opportunity to engage in conversation yeah. that I'm able to give something more than that's just the, the planned amount. That's good. And that helps my own heart just dive in and, and know the topic and have abided in it for, yeah. for a moment. And I think that abiding language is really important because it feels like it feels like at camp you've already thought it all heard it all but that's actually the best place to be in with your students is in the overflow of what you've sat with instead of what you might just suggest and so if there is a specific spiritual practice that makes sense for the theme if there's a way to enact or remember what we're trying to teach or say i would live into that well before camp so that when at camp you make the offering or suggestion it comes from a place of connectedness and rootedness and not just like this could be good this might work out okay so yeah at, at camp like this is the thing the time uh, what what do, what do we need to be doing while we're actually at camp? It's the Monday bus ride down into the the rest of the week. What what are we thinking about doing to stay spiritually healthy for us? I know it's easy. You know, a lot of times at camp, like we have the quiet time for students. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna admit? That sometimes you skip that for yourself, because <laughs> sometimes I did. Like that—that's usually the time that I'm handling one of those dramatic. I need water and a nap conversations. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, that's usually where those crop up. Some things will crop up, right? Yeah. But then sometimes we just use use that space to like prep something else, yeah. right? Like sit at the soundboard, judge of the room. <laughs> right, right. Playing on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Catching up on the TikToks. If you've, if you've created that time in that space. For them. For them. <laughs> How much more, dear brethren? <laughs> yeah, right. Don't you think you need it as well, mm, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, I think we can be really guilty of creating space like that for students and then opting out of it. Like, I think there's an element, even for them, I think they need to see you in it. They need to come upon you and interrupt you reading your scripture. Yeah. Don't Uh, make yourself too available during high holy moments. Right. But I think, I think that, I think we need that. And I think to pretend like we're not, we're not the one pouring out that we don't need that. Uh, I think is a little foolish. Yeah. It's a little arrogant. Yeah. Um, and so ingenuous. It yeah, is, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, and how was y'all's quiet time? Right, like, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, and so stealing some of that time for yourself. Yeah. Uh, like, are we utilizing the free time the way that we would want our students to? Right. Yeah. In the afternoon, like. Of and, and I think that there's ways to like, man, enjoy those conversations that's life giving with your adult leaders or even students. And but finding time to be in the word, those kind of things, I think are they're, they're crucial. And so, steal the time when you can get it, when you have them doing it. Yeah. Those spaces, like there, there are a lot of times at camp that I know when we're tired that we want to jump on bad habits. Yeah. Friends, like you can survive a week without Facebook. 
right? Like save those posts for Sunday, my guy. All yeah. the all the things <laughs> that you would tell students, we've got to realize that we probably need to tell ourselves that too. I'm living out of the center of it, and, and, and I think uh, the thing that I would add though is there's also some moments for some selfishness. I think there's some selflessness. Uh, one of the things that I would share while at camp is it's okay to be selfish with a few things. Um, it's probably good to make that morning or evening phone call to home to let them know you were on their mind at whatever time is appropriate for your family rhythm. Uh, and this is a very personal one. Uh, I would make sure you have a dedicated time where the cabin or dormitory or whatever is in less need of you that you can have the shower and prep time you need, whether that's a morning shower or a dinner. I, I would always go dinner. After everybody else went through the line, I helped lead the pray the prayer, and then if they're eating dinner, uh, that was like Zach's time to have a, a little bit like, this is my shower, please don't bother me. <laughs> Like you need a little bit of self care time of like I got to disengage. Is that why you always disappeared in the evenings? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it's like yeah, you know, like hey, you guys are eating. That's cool. I'm gonna be gone. Yeah, I'm where's watch. Zach been? Though? Zach's eating during seconds. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, so just finding ways, I think, to to disengage so you can reengage. I think that's one of the things at camp. A lot of folks feel like they have to be on the whole time, mm-hmm. and that puts you in a really hurried place. And if you get really hurried, uh, you're gonna get. Um, where you're missing some of the things that needed you um, because you thought that everything that moved along had to move at your pace uh, and your waking hours. And so I think there's got to be a, a slot of time, whether it's in the afternoon or evening or early in the morning, where you are disengaged from the uh, overwhelming responsibilities of being the lead youth worker or pastor for your group at camp. So, What about after? Ooh. You're done. You're done. Right. I think I think to just be okay with that. I, I, I don't think you have to try to um, ride the wave the day after. Like camp was the wave rolling in. And I think that week after camp, you don't have to feel like you have to pull out like the next great event. Uh, I, I think it's okay to sit in it. I, I would spend more time celebrating, posting um, the stories you collected at camp finding ways for those to get out online in text circles, um, testimonies shared on Sunday mornings. I think, I think that's one of the things that we, we think that we're going to capitalize on momentum by creating another event instead of just celebrating the one that just happened. Uh, like there's some real energy and excitement about like, look what God is doing right now without saying like, let's look for God to move again. And I think that's really important to help Pastor that process. I think for a lot of folks in a very convenient age, they, they get done with camp and they wonder what the next thing is going to be. I would figure out, and we said it a few minutes ago, if there is a rhythm of praying in the morning or fasting on Thursdays or you know having small groups update each other on their scripture challenge every few days, like find a way to make camp stretch a little further beyond just being the event. Let it be an experience that shapes their habits and rhythms and community instead of just being the event they bought a ticket for. It's hard. It's bracketed, right? You go to camp from this day and it ends on this day. But I think pastorally, there's ways that you can carry that a little bit further with celebration and rhythms and and, and habits and commitments from that are born out of camp that are beyond just like, what a cool thing. And it becomes, what cool things is God continuing to do? So Our friend Ryan McDermott at 
Student Leadership University or uh, SLU. Yeah, uh, CFC, SLU. Yeah. 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 So uh, he made this statement in one of the breakouts that I was listening to him talk. Uh, he was talking about rest. And he said, uh, it's important to know whether or not you need rest or you're just thirsty. And I think a lot of times coming back from camp, yes, we physically need rest, but you've been spiritually pouring out so much that I think it's wise to realize when you're thirsty. Mm. And I think sometimes we mistake just physical rest with spiritual thirst Mm. and being able post-camp to realize there's no way you get out of camp not coming back thirsty. There's no way. At some level, (laughs) parched, right? And creating space to do a couple things. One, to create a space when you get back for thankfulness and gratitude. Yeah. Like, even if that's just you sitting in your living room with a journal and writing down the things that God did at camp that you're thankful for and giving him praise rejuvenates. Yeah. Quenches thirst. Mm. It connects us to him. It puts in perspective what we're doing. All of these kind of things. I think that's such a good practice. But taking time, one of the things I would do if you're just taking time off Take take a Sunday off, but go to church. Yeah. Sit in the back. Sit in the back. Dude. <laughs> Show up late, leave early. <laughs> People are gonna be a little are a little confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, aren't you on vacation? And you're like, yeah. yeah. I ain't doing nothing this morning, right. but I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna sit here with my family, these kind of things. But enjoy that. When was the last time that as a minister you just went to church with your family? Folks, can I tell you, if you haven't done that in a while, create space, create time, take a vacation day to do it Mm. and enjoy that space, enjoy that time and experience what people are experiencing. You will see your church in a whole new light Mm. if you do it that way and you're just uh, somebody that's taking it in and if you're that person trying to lead through it that morning. Uh, and you get to see how well your leadership does with you not there. Uh, <laughs> it's a chance to rest and refresh. Yeah, yeah. You, you may end up leaving that morning discouraged. So hopefully no, not. Maybe but, not, no. Uh, but I think that there's a lot that can be learned through that uh, process of renewing. Because one of the best resources that people need before, during, and after camp is the most spiritual, healthy version of you. Mm -hmm. Not because you are a superhero, but because you've modeled for them a faithfulness and a dependence that helps guide them along their way. Are we always to be torn apart? Will you let them tear us apart? Why are you saying these things? I've always known the ultimate price of loving you. There is no problem.